over 250 years. <laughs> nah, fuck that shit. We're gonna go old school with this bitch. In a world where our freedoms and democracies are being infringed upon, we are the two dudes that are fed up with all the lies and bullshit. This is a show unlike no other. Welcome to Don't Tread on America with your host, the BCGC, and the one and only CK1. All right, guys, and welcome to the show. Uh, this is PCGC and CK1 over there. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. We're doing things a little bit different today. Um, we both kind of got some things going on, so we're trying something a little bit different, and we're going to do a uh, Skype uh, podcast, so to speak. You know, he's old CK1's in uh, in the bunker in parts unknown, uh, hunkered down, so to speak. <laughs> So hopefully the sound quality is good and everything works out. Um, we've, we've literally been messing with this for almost two hours this morning, just trying to get the levels right. So hopefully everything sounds good. Yeah, hope, hopefully it sounds good. Hopefully we don't have to uh, revert to this very often. So um, maybe we'll be back live next week. Yeah, on Sunday. Sunday yeah. But uh, so on to a topic that we we want to discuss. So. Uh, we were at work Don? yesterday, and uh, CK1 uh, let me let me in on a little bit of information. Go ahead. So apparently, uh, the PCGC has a stalker. Yes. And generally, as a guy, if you have a stalker, you're thinking, wow, I wonder what she looks like. Uh, uh, not so much. She's not. Yeah. So, <laughs> basically. Not very, not very cute. So, no. No, he is not. So, so what, see what happened was, so if you guys recall a couple of shows ago, we talked about, uh, when the Bucks had won the Super Bowl, they had a boat parade and, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks had posted on Facebook, you know, pictures of the, the team on boats and whatnot. And people were commenting, oh, like Tom Brady's got more rings than their mask in this picture and blah, blah, blah. So of course I get on there, me being from the free state of Florida, you know, and a smart ass, I say, uh. It's, it's uh, you know, how you like that freedom for you. And uh, someone else comments, it's not freedom, it's stupidity. And I'm like, whatever. I look at all these. You can tell all the cuck-ass northerners on this, on this thread right here because, you know, they believe everything they're being told up there as far as the, uh, you know, you got to wear a mask, you got to get anal swabs and all the other bullshit. So anyway, if you guys recall... This particular guy went onto my personal Facebook page and started like harassing my friends and whatnot. And when I went off on him, he went and told the Facebook police and so on and so forth. And then I was like, that's bullshit. He came to my page and started harassing my people. So, you know, we got that resolved real quick. So, evidently, he, this guy, and uh, one of his buddies, uh, oddly enough, do a podcast. <laughs> So is it, is it really called doing a podcast when you do it sporadically, you know, once a week, once, once every, every two weeks, once every once 10 to 14 days from what I could tell. And, you know, I, we didn't even really want to talk about it cause we didn't want to give them any kind of credence. So with that being said, we're not going to tell you the name of their show, the name of them. Cause I think the one guy's Twitter handle, what was it? At uncle taco or something like that. No, man, it was tamale tamale at uncle no, tamale tapatio tapatio. Yeah, at, it was. Uh, well, and the other guy's Twitter handle was funny because what was it at? Uh, take it in the ass or something like that. No, man, come on, he classied it up. It's arse. Arse. So yeah. why why do you, you okay? If your Twitter handle is take it in the arse, what does that mean when you're jacking off your uh, your buddy there? You got your pinky up. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> and uh, I don't even remember the name of their damn podcast, but they they took it upon their, themselves to review one of our our podcast and calling us racist, which during the whole review, they never mentioned anything about us being racist, but whatever. If you think we're racist, then, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So I don't really give a shit. Uh, but you know, the whole time they're, they're clowning our intro. Look at this, like very movie, movie trailer, whatever. And call my buddy over here, Hank Hill. Damn it, Bobby. Damn it, Don. <laughs> Uh, he's from Tennessee, all right? 
he's got an accent just because you guys are you know who you are and where you're from you know don't it's funny how i want to point this out real quick i i think it's funny how they're going to sit there and call us racist as they make fun of people now the one guy i don't know if he's hispanic or mexican you know if he's from mexico or wherever he's from or wherever his lineage is from but then he's sitting here calling a couple white guys racist as he makes fun of them so i i think that is the typical uh the pot calling the kettle black Scenario, well, not only right? that, but didn't they kind of make some or make fun of veterans? They were yeah, they assuming were that ve- we were veterans. Yeah, and they were calling us veter- veterans or whatever. And Right. And then, uh, you know, as you peruse their Twitter page, they, they go off on Jewish people. And they, you know, so, I mean, really, it's, it's much of the way the left is nowadays, where if you say that stuff, you're a racist. But they can say it all day long. Well, it's the hypocrisy of the left, right? And that's and, and they epitomize that. So yeah, you yeah, know, they, that's that's how they live their life. But so, you know, anyways, that's enough about that. Enough, enough about, about them. them. That's, that's that's the most credence we're giving them for today, and uh, and they can suck it. So because I know they're going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, "Oh, I wonder if they messaged us. I wonder if they mentioned us." Uh, no, but I will say this. Yeah, thanks for the downloads. <laughs> well, the last the last little thing I want to say on them is. Uh, Although I realize that they probably have never played a sport that didn't involve a participation trophy, uh, let me explain to you how a rivalry works. Uh, to be a rival, uh, the one side has to know the other exists. So, unfortunately, up until this point, we didn't even know you were out there. Right. So, it's not really a rivalry, guys. Or yeah, they seek to sorry, once. I, I, I don't mean to uh, assume your gender. Sorry. <laughs> once again, just like he did on Facebook, they seeked us out. Oh, let the let the podcast wars begin. Trust me, this is a war you guys don't want. Because I know what'll happen if we go to war, as you guys are calling it. When you get your asses handed to you, you're gonna go tell on us and go run behind Mama's skirt and go and so. You, but this is a fight not worth having because I know who's gonna win, and uh, it won't be y'all. So anyway, on to more important things. And we are going to discuss another beautiful topic as we live in the, you know, I'm going to throw up the air quotes, the United States of America. I've deemed a new term. Uh, It's called the Freedom States of America. And we have two new entries along with Florida, Georgia, and uh, South Dakota. And that is the uh, state of Texas and uh, Mississippi. Uh, Governor Abbott yesterday in Texas went ahead and released... uh, the mass mandates and open up businesses 100%. I've got a uh, 35 second clip here of Governor Abbott from Texas. So today I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. So there you go. Welcome to the the free states of America, Governor Abbott in Texas. We're glad to have you aboard. Um, it's just amazing. We in Florida have been living this life for, what, I don't know, six, seven months probably? And uh, it's about time that these other states, I know shortly after he released that statement, um, the governor of Mississippi quickly did the same thing. And I'm sure it's going to it's going to snowball from there, I would assume. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, that's is that Bill or Dale that you did there? (laughs) Because Hank would have like, damn it. I'm trying to. Get my propane business going here. <laughs> I saw propane and propane except. <laughs> yeah. That anyway, is, that is just something that's been driving us fucking crazy. Anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, welcome, welcome to the the uh, freedom states of America, Texas and Mississippi. All right. And I guess the question is, is uh, what state's going to be next? What state wants to finally, you know, 
stop the bullshit and get back down to business and let's get this economy going again. Well, and uh, I, I think what it is is, you know, you have a state like Texas. I think they have the second largest population in, in the United States behind California. And so you, you take California, for example, and then you take Florida, for example, which is number three in population and say, okay, all of the numbers are roughly the same. You know, maybe the totals are a little different because the population obviously is, you know, differs from state to state, but the uh, per capita numbers are roughly the same. So why in the hell are you going to punish your uh, your people, you know, your your citizens of your state and uh, not allowing them to work or be able to live their life and be free? And, you know, if, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. I mean, and that's how it is around here. And like I said before, our numbers aren't any worse. Granted, they're not any better, but they're not any worse. And that's really the key here is if you're lo- if you're in a state that's locked down and you can't do anything, or if your state's just now opening up to 25% capacity at restaurants and movie theaters and whatever, I feel bad for you guys because your numbers aren't any better than ours and this whole time you've been isolated at home unemployed for for some of y'all and we're living our life we're going to work we're going to the gym we're going out to dinner we're doing whatever we want for the most part and our numbers are basically the same it really makes no sense to me well i i would watch seriously i'd i'd hate to think this is going to happen but i'd watch very closely as some of these states begin to lift these uh, lockdowns and mask mandates and and opening everything back up that we don't see spikes and and by spikes I mean manufactured spikes where they're trying to yeah the CDC forges the numbers just to make it look see what happens when you do that but right. I think they tried to do that here in Florida and that's when DeSantis was like uh uh-uh, this isn't right these numbers aren't right and then you know we've pretty much leveled out you know we have flatten the curve so to speak you know which right. we were working on what i think day 350 <laughs> uh, 15 days to slow the spread yeah. uh we yeah. finally did it 350 days later <laughs> <laughs> well so moving on to someone who may know a little something about, about opening up the state and how to handle covid uh situations uh governor kumo <laughs> governor, no. governor, go home, <laughs> go home. We don't want you as our governor no more. <laughs> well, he might be going somewhere else very soon. He's going home. Uh, he, he might be going like to a, starting to go. He might be going to the house, that, the big house that is, the, the big house. So a lot of reports are coming out about Kumo. I guess we have what a third uh, individual coming forward with sexual harassment. Yep. Allegations against Kumo, and now you have certain other members speaking out. I know I saw a tweet from AOC uh, saying. You know that. Why is this not being investigated? I know, I know. Press Secretary uh, Jen Psaki is taking questions as to why Joe Biden and Kamala Harris aren't coming out and speaking out about these allegations yeah, of uh, Governor Cuomo. Yeah. What happened so, to the the Me Too movements and the I believe her and listen to her and the whole shit they uh, were giving uh, uh, Kavanaugh and. You know, now, now it's different when it's them, much like what we were right. just talking about a few minutes ago. When it's their side, they ain't got anything to say. Right. And it's ridiculous. It, in these situations, when it comes to, you know, sexually harassing women, when it comes to messing around with kids, when it comes to, you know, whatever the case may be, there's no sides. There's it's, The only sides are right and wrong. There's not a left or a right or whatever. It is right or wrong so if you're a republican and you're messing around with kids or you're messing around with you know females and they don't want that or you're a democrat and you're doing the same thing it's wrong period it doesn't matter and and guarantee you're not going to hear from us on this show as much as we are deemed a uh, a far-right extremist racist whatever fucking show uh don't get our label our our logo twisted in the fact that the, the name of the show is don't tread on america what that means is don't tread on our rights as americans to be able to come and go as we please do the things that we want you know patrick henry said it best you know you give me liberty or give me death 
uh, General Gadsden, the creator of said flag out of South Carolina, was, you know, here's the deal. We, we live in this country, and granted, at the time, we weren't a country yet. We were a group of colonies. But we were entire. We were tired as citizens of this of these colonies of being basically pushed around by a, a greater entity. And in the spring of 1775, you know, we said enough's enough. And it only took three percent of the population at that time to stand up against what was called at that time the greatest military in the world. So keep that in mind moving forward as things create the population is a lot bigger. If those if that same adage is there to three percent uh is a lot bigger number nowadays. Uh, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. But the fact of the matter is right is right, wrong is wrong. It doesn't matter what political party you are in. If you're diddling kids or you're messing with women and they don't want that, you're gone. And it's finally, finally, it seems like in the state of New York that your attorney general, you've got a couple of the mayors, one being uh, de Blasio, and these are all Democrats, and they're coming out against him, finally. The only, the only problem is, is the big people, the, the Bidens, the Harrises, the Pelosi's, they're not. And why? I mean, this dude's just a fucking governor of the state. I mean, does he got naked pictures of you or something? Well, I think he's maybe done some favors or, you know, he's got ties to these people that maybe just maybe they they can't quite get rid of him quite that easy. Uh, so what we have here is we have a tweet from Amuse uh, that's linking to the New York Post article. And I guess this is coming out now that uh, Kumo sexually harassed and propositioned COVID nurses as they tested him for the virus each day. Hundreds of female nurses were forced to swab the governor for almost a year. And then uh, I guess when you go to the article, it's uh, one of his creepy um, comments that he made to one of the nurses was, you make that gown look good. Mm-hmm. And you know, and this is I mean, a guy, what a, I don't know what how a scumbag. I'm telling you that <laughs> Jesus. Well, it's it's weird cuz I I mean, I don't know how old he is. I mean, I would assume I'd say he's in his 60s. Yeah, I would probably. assume he's in his 60s, right? Late 50s, early 60s. Oh, uh, I can tell you exactly. I I believe he is 63 years old and, and and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the only reason why I can say that is uh Geraldo came out in defense of Kumo. <laughs> saying that, oh, you know, he's a. It was either sixty-two or sixty-three. Oh, he's a sixty-three-year-old man. He's he's single. You know, New York's locked down, so he's lonely. He's all and, horned up. Oh, <laughs> horned up. Well, you know, I mean, funny funny enough, I don't know if people quite remember seeing the pictures of Geraldo taking naked selfies uh, in the mirror about the same time that the Anthony Weiner laptop came around. Uh, it's funny enough that, you know, a guy that's performing these acts would be coming out in defense of a guy talking about how he's locked down and he's lonely and all this other stuff. You know, I guess uh, like minds or like lonely people stick together, I'm yeah, assuming. Well, I mean, hell, Geraldo's pretty old, too. He's older than 63, if I'm not mistaken. So he's probably right. horned up, too, you know. Right. How come I didn't get a pass when I was in my 60s and I was throwing jizz shots on bitches? Oh, I mean... um so so my question is is uh well i mean not not a question really i guess more of a statement and all i can say is thank god to these nurses that they were not uh using the china method of uh covid test he might have wanted that yeah can you check my prostate while you're back there please uh well here's the creepy thing about that so if he's 63 years old uh you know a lot of times when you go to doctors or the hospital or whatever not all of them but a lot of your nurses are what in their 20s to maybe 30s so these are these are nurses that are probably old enough to be his granddaughter or at least daughter right right and he's trying mm-hmm. to make moves on these on these you know young ladies i mean that's just just creepy and yeah. you're you're a person of power so i'm sure as nurses are when they're in hospitals and i'm sure they get 
messed with by guys all the time, whether they're younger guys or 60, 70, 80 year old men. And they probably laugh at all. <laughs> but this guy with him being a governor, it's kind of like, you know who he is. And not just some random old dude. Um, not saying one's any more right than the other. It's still creepy, but you could, I would assume that most of the times you kind of write it off as a joke. This dude wasn't joking, guaranteed. Right. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we've been talking about this and the, the media has been talking about this, now this is going on for, what, two or three weeks? It's well, just, finally the media is talking about it well, because yeah. they're for the longest time. They wouldn't cover it. Well, yeah, and like I, your CNNs I, I and MS, yeah. Just the other day, right, you had a CNN reporter actually making a comment about uh, his brother, uh, you know, uh, Chris Kumo, and the fact that, you know, the, all y'all were joking it up and all these reports, and now you're kind of silent. You got nothing to say, <laughs> you know, as more allegations come out against your brother. You know, it's not so funny anymore now, is it? Well, yeah, so. it's, it's he's, uh, what can you say, you know? Because I think what it is is CNN wants him to be quiet because I would assume as your as a bro, as your brother you're gonna take up for him you're not gonna oh man I can't believe he did that no you know blah 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 but you know once again like I said it's it's more of the uh, where is the we believe her where is the me too people where is the oddly enough I saw on the news this morning he <laughs> he actually hired one of Harvey Weinstein's uh, attorneys shocking so you know i guess he figured you know might as well get one of the best in the business when it comes to trying to cover your ass from touching girls yeah. not that shocking. Einstein didn't weinstein didn't get some uh some time on it but i don't think he's hey, in jail still speaking of the me too movement i i know um we just had what was it it was women's Women's Appreciation Week or month or what? 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 What did we just have? Oh, Black History. But I was noticing. Oh. What's that? Black History Month, man. Come on. No, it wasn't Black History. No, I was talking about women. Oh. But they, they, they had actually put an X. Did you? I, have, did you see this? No. Yeah. So they didn't. It was W O M X N. Because they didn't want to use the word women. They didn't want to put men yeah. in the woman. Aspect. Right, right. Jesus Christ. So you're you're doing an appreciation for women, but you can't even use the word women. We appreciate women, but since we don't identify sex sexual parts, we we just appreciate you people. Who me? No, the that chick. I mean, her. I mean, yeah, here it is. The that person over there. Right. So I mean, I don't. I don't. I just. I don't. I don't get it. It literally. Women's History Month. I'm, I, I do apologize for having it wrong. I, I just saw a, a brief clip on it, and, and I just, you know, it made me think of that, and then here it is. So it's Women's History Month, but they spell women, W-O-M-X-N, History Month. So they basically keep it woman. They just change a letter, so you're hoping that uh, you're still going to recognize the word because you change one letter in a word, you're still going to recognize it as woman. But you're not going to actually spell it out as such. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? It makes no sense. I just don't, I just do not get what the fucking problem is in this world. Why we can't say guy, girl, man, woman, boy, girl, what? what? You know, what were you saying the other day about uh, doctors not saying, not being allowed to say, uh, Congratulations, it's a boy or it's a girl or yeah. whatever. No, it's a baby. It's a baby. They can only say it's a baby. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. it's a human. Oh, wait, I said man. It's you. Person. It's, <laughs> it's a you person. It's human, but the, you, you know, the A is X'd placed out. with an X. It's right. H-U-M-X-N. Right. What? Oh, That's man. That's where we're at. Oh, they cut the, they cut the, uh rail bill out of the covid bill wow you mean they're, they're trying to pass a covid bill for actually covid issues and not for uh stuff that pelosi wants to add hmm, interesting oh don't worry they're still taking out the same amount i'm sure and uh we'll just never see any of that other money hmm. we're gonna keep it at 1.9 trillion but you just took out a bunch of stuff eh we're gonna put that in savings yeah. account for later on <laughs> 
for later on for what? Eh. All right, so uh, somebody broke it down here. So we've got a uh, U.S. population of 330 million 150,668 people, approximately. Our stimulus at $2,000 each equals 660 billion. Three hundred one million three hundred thirty-six thousand dollars. The dim past stimulus for one point nine trillion dollars. Where's the other one point three trillion? <laughs> Minus the American stimulus. All right. Where the hell is the other one trillion two hundred thirty-nine billion six hundred ninety-eight million six hundred sixty-four thousand and thirty-two cents? <laughs> <laughs> Almost one point two trillion dollars to bullshit. Difference. To bullshit. Right. All to bullshit. bullshit. And really that number's not even that's not even really a good number because he multiplied it by two thousand when it's really they're talking on fourteen hundred. So it's actually yeah, more. So. It's probably one point three, you know, whatever. You know, so where is that money going to? Well, like we talked about in the last show, it's going to try and raise uh, minimum wage is going to expand Obamacare. It's going to uh, this or was trying to going to go to this rail package. It was going to go to it's going to go to blue states that need a bailout because they've been locked down for ah, years. Going to ah. you know uh, pension funds and shit like that. And it's like if if you're in a state and you're a blue state and your state, your governor, whatever decided we're not opening. I don't care who you are, what you are, where you're doing. We're locking this down until this is gone. And now you want a bailout. I say that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. So they nixed her, uh, the, what's being deemed as the Pelosi subway. Uh, funding for the rail project near House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's California district that Republicans denounced as wasteful was removed Tuesday from President Biden's $1.9 trillion COVID-19 stimulus bill. The Senate parliamentarian ruled that a $140 million appropriation wasn't allowed under the so-called bird rule that policies unrelated items in budget reconciliation bills. On Tuesday, Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming ridiculed the project as Pelosi's tunnel of love ahead of an <laughs> anticipated vote on the package later this week. Tunnel so, of love. Oh, my. <laughs> So there you go. So hopefully we're trimming the fat, so to speak, out of some of these bills. Well, they just flashed uh, it across the screen. The 1400 stimulus would be 422, roughly $422 billion. So $1.9 trillion, So you're talking, uh, roughly speaking, $1.478, you know, $1,478 trillion. Uh, to to bullshit essentially, so yeah, they're trying to trim up some of the fat. But even even so, not not this not that I want to see Pelosi or whoever Newsom get a hundred million dollars for this damn train they've been building for fucking ten years. But that's only a hundred million dollars, right? In the grand scheme of things, it's only <laughs> right. Uh, but but if it's unnecessary at a oh, time but, when people are out of work, out of jobs can't put food on the table, are losing, you know, their lives, their livelihoods, businesses, you know, you're killing these small businesses that are going under. Right. At a time when all this is going on, you know, I mean, uh, $150 million, you know, that that could do a lot of good. No, I, I, I'm not I'm not disputing the, the dollar amount, obviously, $100 million. I take $100 million all day long. But my point is, is take $100 million out, you're still looking at one point four, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a drop in the bucket when you're talking trillions and billions of dollars. I mean, right? So, uh, where all the other bullshit needs to be trimmed, too. Why do we need to bail out these blue states that made a choice to sit on their hands when they saw other states start to open up a little quicker? I mean, granted, of the 50 states, there's only a handful of states that are open at 100% and living their life. Right. But, uh... So why are the working people of these free states having to 
cover for the ones the bill, right right for these other states that uh you know are poorly run which right. is i i'm gonna i'm gonna continue to contest that that's that's exactly the problem is you got these states that are going broke like california right like new york where the wealth is uh is drying up well, so I, to speak you got a lot of people moving moving out and moving their money out right. of these states well and california is a you know is a big state you know, it's it's the most populated, but it's a physically it's a big state, so they rely on a a lot of different entities to support their their tax base. You know, uh, tourism shut down, uh, manufacturing shut down. Uh, you know, all the different things because it's not like you you think you think California, you think tourism, you think L.A., you think San Diego, you think San Francisco, right? So you can't do anything, any of that. So you think in LA, you think, okay, you got, uh, you know, Disneyland, you got Universal, you got the beaches, you got Hollywood, you got, you know, all the different things to see out there. No, you know, San Francisco, no, San Diego, no. Well, then on top of that, you got, I mean, Elon Musk, he moved, didn't he move Tesla? Out of did. California, moved it to uh, Texas, Texas, right? Yep. So, I yep. mean, you've got plenty of companies like that that surely pay a nice little tax, you know, a business tax to operate their business, moving to states like Texas and Florida. There's there's uh, companies in New York that have moved to Florida to get away from the the state tax you know, to come to Florida where they can actually operate a business. There's plenty of people here to work. It's not like we don't have a high population in this state, so it's not like they're missing out by moving these businesses to Texas or Florida. There's plenty of people here that can use, you know, use a job. Right, right. And I I also heard a report somewhere, it, this was a little while back, a couple of months ago, that Apple was talking about moving out of California. And I tell you what, if that happens, you know, it's Titanic time, baby. It's, well, it's going under. What would be ironic about that is this uh, tunnel of love, so to speak, mm. is you know runs from uh, San Fran to Silicon Valley. So if if Apple leaves and then say Google leaves and then Facebook leaves, it's like why in the fuck are we building the damn tunnel for? If all these people are going to be moving <laughs> out of Silicon Valley. <laughs> That would, is that, it bad that every time you say "Tunnel of Love," I picture uh, uh, what is the name of that song? The the uh, Love Shack. Love Shack by, uh, by the B fifty two or was it B fifty two? I think of I feel dirty when I say "Tunnel of Love" and "Silicone" in the same sentence. I'm like, what is Silicone Valley in the Tunnel of Love? Sounds like a bad porn, doesn't it? <laughs> Silicon Valley, starring Jenna Jameson and Bill Clinton as ex-president Clinton. Hey, what do I get to do now? <laughs> All right. And don't forget Nancy Pelosi as the old lady who just needs more money. I, I need money for my Merlot. <laughs> no, but anyway. Yeah, so why do we in this country, why can't we just pass a bill... It's going to help the people it needs to help and be done with it. You know, you need 400, whatever it is, you know, billion dollars for the the stimulus. Then ask for that. Let's get the people that need the money, the money and be done with it. Well, I mean, let's do we want to state the obvious that they don't really give a shit about the people? Nah, I know that, but I'm just saying. <laughs> That's bullshit is what it is. I'm just telling you. Uh oh, all right. So speaking of the old lady, uh, 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 it appears that maybe uh, maybe her sergeant at arms is kind of turning on her a little bit. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> so a report coming out uh, saying conversations Pelosi had with sergeant at arms about National Guard presence factored into the blender of decision making that led to the January sixth incident. Blender of decision making, huh? That sounds good. good <laughs> throw a bunch of decisions into a blender and mix it up and see what happens. Is someone say blender? I have a margarita. <laughs> a dirty martini. Um, 
Yeah, so this is a report from the conservativebrief.com. Okay. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has done her best to stage-slash-manage what happened at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Pelosi is now being accused of having weakened security before and during the Capitol mayhem due to optics. A report from the Daily Caller cites multiple anonymous sources that say the former House Sergeant-at-Arms, Paul Irving, is covering for her, referring to Pelosi. Hmm. And the Daily Caller provides a timeline that exposes the problematic timing of Irving reportedly being contacted on the request. So I, I guess there is a lot of uh, discrepancies in the timing of when said help was called for, when it was actually uh, received, when it was shot up the chain of command, when it was uh, agreed upon, you know, or, or dispatched. Right. There's, there's a lot of discrepancies in that whole reporting thing. Uh, I know I've seen a lot of people, including Cat Turd on, uh, it, by the way, if you don't follow Cat Turd on Twitter, you're just doing something wrong. <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I've seen a lot of people asking, why did she turn down the troops that the National Guard was offered to her for the U.S. Capitol and she turned it down? She denied the request. Hmm. Well, not not only that, and she turned it down, but now why are they still there? <laughs> you and, know, is and why is Dr. Jill feeding them uh, undercooked cookies? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, she's not a doctor of cooking. She's a doctor of science and medical pro. Wait, no, she's not a doctor of that. No, either. she's not. No, no, what is she a doctor of? <laughs> I don't know. I, I yeah, don't so, know. I really don't know. I think she just so has I a PhD in being smart. She's book learned. Is she? Yeah. So I mean, what what's the situation of why why uh, first of all why did anybody think it was a good idea to have this uh, handful of security personnel on hand for a election that we knew was um, being contested to begin with. Right. That's been spoken out against and contested since November. When did the results come out on, on the fifth, sixth, whatever, where they were calling, uh, you know, basically giving it to Biden. Right. So they knew this was a situation. Yeah, they surely claimed that, they, would, that they, would... they knew there was going to be a, an outrage, that there was going to be this big protest that was going to go down on the 6th. Right. Yet every chance you had to beef up your security detail, you turned it down. Right. Why? Well, because it was, I don't think, it, it appears like they didn't believe it was going to get out of hand. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there and call bullshit. Because guaranteed if it was their safety that they were worried about, or if they're going somewhere, guarantee they you they've got their security detail beefed up. Oh, yeah. As you can see, how we've constructed, you know, the walls that don't really do anything, but we've got, you know, walls all around the, the capital, capital now. Right. Yeah. Anybody with half a brain, and that's including any of you, any of the the left liberals that actually want to look at this and think for yourselves for once instead of just listening to what you're being told by your overlords, look at the situation, ask yourself. They knew it was going to be a problem. They spoke out and said as much as they, oh, we feared it was going to be a problem. But at every turn, they chose not to bring in the National Guard to bring in more Capitol Police, to bring in help, they turned it down. Right. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And the thing is, is no matter what you say, questions you ask, if, you're, if you are us, you're racist, you're right-wing, you believe Trump is innocent and didn't do anything. If you're on the left, you believe the opposite. Um... And if you're on the right and you're going to get an argument with somebody on the left, they're going to call you, you know, conspiracy theorist and, you know, all the other fucking that's, names in the book that they use. Yeah, but I love that because that's not a conspiracy. That happened. They've got the calls where they turned it down. Right. 
<laughs> that's what I'm saying. They've got the call logs for it. It's there. That's fact. So what's the, what's the conspiracy about? That's, that's conspiracy fact. That's right. not even a theory. It's factual and information. So, that. So we also had the FBI director, Ray, right. uh, testifying yesterday. And amazingly enough, a month later, the FBI can still not confirm the cause of death for Officer Sicknick after almost a month has passed. Well, it's because his, the actual reasons don't fit the narrative of what they're trying to tell you. You know, well, it's, maybe they shouldn't have ran with the story of him being beat with fire extinguishers. Well, but that's what they no do. Signs of being beat with a fire extinguisher at all. That's what they do. They, they, whatever the that sounds like a good thing. We're going to run with that to make whatever their opposing view is look bad. I mean, it was the same thing with the Sandman kid from, you know, uh, where they had the video of him in in the face of the uh, the Indians tribesmen, and the guy was beating the drum and. And he's, oh, look at this kid. He's just Drum. sitting there smirking and, you know, CNN's bashing him. Well, then come to find out because as soon as that came out, they're jumping all over his shit. Well, then this kid got a lawyer and sued the shit out of damn CNN. I think it cost him like $250 million for a defamation suit because everything that they said happened didn't. Because fortunately, there was someone else also recording said incident where they couldn't break up their tape, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, and show the whole what, what actually happened. But that's what right. they do. They, they run with a narrative. They run on it. And then when the truth comes out, they don't want to talk about it because they don't want to look like fools. They don't want to yeah. sit there and say, well, actually, he died of a what was it, a heart attack or a stroke. stroke, yeah. A stroke from the, the, the spray, the mace, the mace and right. stuff, you know, so yeah, whose mace? Was it their mace? Was it Antifa's mace? Oh, wait, Antifa wasn't there. Wait. Where, or were they? Were they there? Well, that's that's another claim by the director, Ray. Uh, he falsely claims that there's no connection between the anarchist extremist and January 6th, despite the high-profile FBI arrest of Antifa supporter John Sullivan. Now, they, <laughs> he also went on to say that he denied any, you know, same thing. He denied any connection with anybody from Antifa or any extremist organization being there. And then, you know, I saw the side-by-side -side photo of one John Sullivan and then the picture of John Sullivan at the Capitol riot wearing all black with a Trump, uh, ca a camouflage Trump hat on. Right. But there's no evidence that, you know, and this even the, though CNN paid for his video footage inside the Capitol while he was with his girlfriend reporter from CNN right. inside the Capitol. And then this but is there's the, no same, evidence. the same John Sullivan that uh, a few months prior was at a BLM rally talking about, you know, we need to go take it. We need to go do this and we need to go do that. So, I mean, right. once again, well, there's video there's video of him inside the Capitol saying, we need to get this shit burning. We need to burn this shit. Right. We need to break this door down. Yeah. We so, need to. It, so. We're, the thing is, is people like us and people that are opposite of us are going to talk about this and it's going to fit their narrative, whoever's narrative. And nothing is ever going to get done. You know what I'm saying? It's just the same old fucking bullshit because... Americans, we are not the Americans that we were 246 years ago. You know what I'm saying? We are a different breed. We can be upset and we can act upset, but what are you going to do about it? And the government knows that. They're going to poke you in the chest. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because whatever they say and whatever they put out as their narrative is right. And whatever we say is wrong. And I'm not even just saying that this is a Democrat because the Democrats are running stuff and whatever we say goes. I, this goes for all of them. I'm, I'm saying government in general. This doesn't have anything to do with Republican or Democrats. This is government. They're going to they're gonna do whatever they have to do to fit their narrative one way or the other. Right. Well, the last little bit that came from Director Ray is that he confirmed that the Bureau is denying Congress access to the Norfolk Field Office report that extremists 
pre-planned an attack on January 6th. All right, so if there's no evidence that there were extremists there, then why are you denying access to a field office report that, right? Well, it's because... If it's it's a blank sheet of paper that says, meh. No, no evidence. Nothing to see why here. Are you, why are you denying Congress access to that? Because they are lying. This just in breaking news. The government I, I, lies. I'm not asking you <laughs> no, directly. I'm asking the question. I know. Anybody with a brain that wants to look into this. Right. Why? Ask yourself why. Well, mm-hmm. I know. If, if, go ahead. Go as ahead. a gen. Dude, you broke. Do that you more told, often? Hold on. You whatever you said, it was not there because it totally broke up. That that's this is the joys. Connection of, issues here. This is the joys of doing this via Skype because the last two minutes or whatever you were saying, it, I was like, you look like Max Headroom there for a second. You're like, I, 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 I. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is this better now? Yeah. Okay. I'm saying we as a general population, if we would question things. A little bit more instead of just taking what we're told on face value. Right. I I think a lot of the population would see the problems that many of the so-called, and I'm going to use air quotes, the extreme far right and the conservatives are talking about. If you would just open your eyes and question things, question things, question. If you see something that doesn't seem right to you, don't just take what they're telling you at face value. Think for yourself, people. For once in your life, think for yourself. Yeah, and I well, I think the thing is, is most Americans, they just believe whatever they're told. Whatever news outlet they watch, whether they watch CNN, MSNBC, Fox, whatever, your local news, uh, you know, you believe whatever they tell you because for the most part, people that watch whoever they watch, whatever news outlet they watch, they watch that for a reason because they believe what they say. The people that watch CNN or MSNBC watch them because they're on... We know CNN's news reporting is very much left-leaning. There's very few things that they talk about that favor the right. Um, We know that Fox is very much more right-leaning. There's very few things they say that favor the left. I will say this. I don't watch a lot of CNN or MSNBC. I do watch some CNN, but mostly I watch Fox. I know, shock, right? But (laughs) I will say this about that. Uh, On CNN, it's all left. You know, you can have you know, three or four whatever panelists there, and they're talking about whatever the subject is they're talking about. It's four people, three or four, whatever it is, just all basically having the same opinion about whatever they're talking about, and it's all bad. It's all negative towards the right. Now, at least on Fox, if you have, say, three people there talking about whatever, you'll have one that's pretty much on the right side of things, you'll have one that's on the left side of things, and sometimes you'll have a person in the middle. You'll literally get three sides of the argument. But because it's coming from Fox News, the people on the left that are CNN and MSNBC are like, that's Fox News. So I will say that about Fox, at least a lot. Now, granted, there's some of the shows that you're going to watch if you watch Tucker or you watch Hannity or Laura Ingram, they are pretty much, they are what they are. I'm more talking about the news aspect of it. If you're watching the, uh, you know, like Fox and Friends or the the, the mid-morning show that's on right now, they're going to have more of a opinion-based, and they're going to have opinions from both sides and the middle, which I think is fair because that's how it should be. But with that being said, you're going to get people that watch, you know, whatever brand of news they watch, and that's what they're going to believe. So they don't ask the questions because that's what they're being told. This isn't the news from 20, 30, 40 years ago where you actually had journalists that did investigating, <laughs> and they didn't care if the, the president or whoever was a Republican or a Democrat, right is right and wrong is wrong. It doesn't matter. 
but nowadays we don't do that. It's all about opposing views. True. You weren't listening. You weren't listening at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that being said, um, I think we're going to probably cut this one a little short today due to the uh, the Skype. Well, you were breaking up throughout it. Okay, but uh, we still have a lot to talk about, man. You want to talk about cancel? We got cancel culture corner, man. This week on Cancel Culture Corner. Triple C, baby. Uh, Not to be confused with Triple K, which most people think we're all about, evidently. <laughs> which we are not, by uh, the way. Quick quick little blurb, and this kind of goes along with cancel culture, but did you happen to see that you know Disney, of course, is bringing back the Muppets, right? Okay. The Muppet Show right. coming back to Disney, uh, and but it gets a content. It's got a content. I I remember <laughs> as a kid watching the Muppet Show, watching the Muppet movies and stuff like that. I think I'm pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure they were rated G, right? I don't even think they were PG. Uh, now they're getting an split like they're friggin' NWA out here, you know? It's like Kermit the Frog here, and I'm about to drop an F bomb. No, he's not. <laughs> He's not going to drop an F-bomb. So, why? Dude, you got me. You I guess got me. It goes in... Goes in. Uh, it, it, because someone finds something that they're doing offensive. I don't, I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's maybe the guest host that they had on the show. I don't know if the Swedish chef is considered to be an offensive stereotype. Well, maybe he's uh, an illegal alien. You ever think about that? Where's his papers at? Oh, he's taking American jobs. Come on, man. <laughs> well, and then of course, you know, you haven't you you haven't heard a lot about the uh, the Muppets coming back, and that they are coming back. But not only are they coming back, but they're coming back with an explicit uh, content labeling. But of course, I'm sure everyone's heard that uh, Dr. Seuss is now a racist, bigoted uh, xenophobe, right? Right. You know, and it's not that they're canceling Dr. Seuss in general right now anyway, but right now they are uh, what they're going to continue or not. They're going to discontinue the the manufacturing of six of of his books. And they are right. uh, One of the books is called End to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street. The other one is If I Ran the Zoo, then there is Miguelicott's Pool, uh, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and The Cat's Quizier. Okay, so, I mean, I'm sure I read my kids' Dr. Seuss books when they were little, but they're old and I can't remember any of those books. You know, of course you remember the... Green Eggs and Ham and Cat in the Hat and Thing 1, Thing 2, Red Fish, Blue Fish, Two Fish, One Fish, Five Fish, whatever it is. I'm, I'm like, why? Why those books? So, so we're looking. So, of course, this is an article from CNN. So, you know, they're, they're saying in this article, uh, Dr. Seuss had a long history of publishing racist and anti-Semitic work spanning back into the 1920s when he was a student at Dartmouth. Uh, Dr. Seuss once drew black boxers as gorillas and perpetrated Jewish stereotypes by portraying Jewish characters as, as financially stingy. Okay. Um, so because he once drew black boxers as gorillas. Well, gorillas are black. So basically what he drew was gorillas boxing. It's not that they were black boxers as gorillas. They were gorillas that were boxers. Am am I right? I mean, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but he drew gorillas that happen to be boxers. If you interpreted that as, if you interpreted that as, black boxers being gorillas, so obviously he's calling black people monkeys, then that's on you. I mean, right? I mean, that's that's my opinion. Right. Uh, so then you go on, and they talk about the cat. So the cat's quizzier. Uh, are you smarter than the cat in the hat? And if I ran the zoo. So in the cat's quizzier, 
There's a Japanese character, is referred to as a Japanese, has a bright yellow face, and is standing on what appears to be Mount Fuji. So, in uh, If I Ran the Zoo, the study points out another example of orient Orientalism and white supremacy. Okay. So, like I said, I don't know these books. I'm just trying to, I'm giving the brief synopsis of what I'm reading on the CNN thing. I'm going to say this. These books were wrote back in the, what, 20s? Whatever they said, 20s, 30s. Uh, so if they're going to ban this, I'm going to assume they're going to start banning all old Looney Tunes commercials. Or uh, commercials. Cartoons, right? All Bugs Bunny, all uh, Tom and Jerry, all... Any of no, those? Well, actually, man, Tom and Jerry just came out with a new movie. Yeah, I'm sure it's a woke Tom and Jerry. <laughs> but you, am I? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you remember? Okay, when I was a kid and watched uh, Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes, uh, you know what was it? Sylvester and Tweety and the damn uh, I say, boy, I say, uh, what was his name? The damn Foghorn. Foghorn. Yeah, there you go. Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, those cartoons that I watched back in the seventies and eighties were, weren't, they weren't current cartoons of that time. They were drawn. They, I mean, I remember my dad. Oh yeah. I remember watching this cartoon when I was a kid. So they were probably from the fifties. Right. Right. And, uh, so I guess you got to take all those off because it perpetrates, you know, Foghorn Leghorn. I would assume I, I how he's not being cancel cultured. I mean, I guess that's going to probably be coming up soon, but I mean, to listen to him talk and the way he talked and when he beat the black cat's ass, right? Didn't he sound like a damn southern, you know, fucking Colonel Sanders type situation? <laughs> and he's beating up a black cat and he's spanking his ass with a paddle. And it, there you go, right? That's just that's just what we do now. We if if we if we it's basically whoever sees these books and these cartoons and whatever it is as being racist because the whatever is portrayed as this, then that's your personal racism because that's what you see. If you see what? black, uh, you see gorillas that are generally gorillas are black, right? Uh, as that them portraying black people as gorillas, that's on you. Uh, you well, know, so are you going to cancel The Simpsons? Because in The Simpsons, they have characters that are different colors, and they are Chinese, and they are, you know, Indian descent, and they are black, and they are whatever, and they have the voices. And <laughs> well, you want me to tell you one person that didn't find Dr. Seuss books racist? Who? Uh, Barack Obama. What? Listen to this clip real quick. All right. Like, like most of what you need to learn, you can actually just read Dr. Seuss, right? Because, you know, there's the story of the Sneetches, and, <laughs> and like, people, the Sneetches have, the ones with stars think that they're better than the ones who don't have stars, and they got an attitude, and then, <laughs> you know, there's the Lorax, who's trying to tell people, hey, don't cut down the trees, because <laughs> then the fish are going to die, right? I mean, it's all pretty much there, <laughs> and and the reason. No, no, no. So there you go. So your your hero and your leader is telling you, it's okay to read Dr. Seuss, you know, and that what he was talking about. Everything that you need to know about growing up and about life is in Dr. Seuss books. Right. And the funny thing is about the Sneetches where he's talking about the ones that have stars and the ones that don't. I guarantee you, if you really research that, I, I'm just speculating. But if he's such a uh, anti-Jewish and uh, racist and everything, I guarantee you, the star, the peop the Sneetches or whatever with the stars were Jewish. And the people without weren't. And it deemed them as being better than you and da 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 But... You've got you've got way too much fucking time on your hands if you're going to sit there and delve into the fact that Dr. Seuss is racist. It's just someone had time on their hand, read a book, one of the, you know, Dr. Seuss books and said, "Man, that's that seems kind of racist." You know, he's got boxers here as he's got some black boxers drawn as gorillas. No. He's got gorillas that are boxers. If you deem them as black people, that's on you. That's on you. Ha, 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 ha.
So, anyway, so that closes out our cancel culture corner, as it were. Uh, with the way things are going, I think, because I, we talked about cancel culture in the last episode, and I think the episode before then, uh, I'm sure this is going to be a topic we're going to have for many shows to come because, you know, God forbid, you know, we can't let go a day without someone getting canceled. So, what else you got? Uh, I do have something real quick. Anybody that hasn't uh, or doesn't know who Millie Weaver is, uh, you should you should definitely go and check out some of her documentaries. Uh, she had one uh, sometime, excuse me, sometime over the fall where she was talking about, I believe it was called Shadowgate, and it was talking about how two two different people were hired as contractors for the NSA and for the CIA and uh, how one actually helped build the software that builds al- algorithms like that Facebook uses uh, to track you and your habits and then the other guy was on there talking about uh, color revolutions and how we use color revolutions to install governments in different countries and in ours so there'll be more uh, well, well <laughs> that's kind of the point behind the documentary. Very, very good documentary. Uh, she also had one she just put out just recently about the uh, January 6th, uh, the Capitol insurrection. Uh, and it goes into talking about how it was all a coordinated and planned event. And she breaks it down, shows actual um, Zoom meeting chats with these different organizers how in real time they were communicating with one another as the uh, landscape was changing uh, as to what was going on and the plans on how to get around doing certain things Uh, it was a very interesting very uh very eye-opening i think you know i mean i understand people are going to label it as conspiracy theorists nonsense hoodoo garbage whatever but if it's once something, again, to, if you something can, to make you if think you about. Can, right. Well, if you can separate yourself from just being one of the sheep and, and doing what you're told and being a good boy or girl. Ah, ah go, person. Uh, good person. Good person. Sorry. Sorry. We have uh, no genders. This is the United <laughs> States of gender fluid people. You son of you a can, bitch. <laughs> well, you can definitely, uh, you should definitely check that out. You can go to her page uh, and, and get that. Um, very, very interesting watch. If you got it, it's about an hour and 30 minutes long. So it it is a little lengthy, but again, a lot of good information in there. Really watching it makes you think, you know, how long was this planned, uh, prior to, I'm sure it's been in the works. I'm sure it's been in the works. Uh, Millie Weaver on Twitter, uh, you know, she's responding to the fact that, that, uh, director Ray sat on the, uh, the stand yesterday and, said that they haven't seen any evidence of members of Antifa, BLM, or any other leftist affinity groups that were involved in storming of the U.S. Capitol on the 6th. Uh, But your agency and DHS actually had evidence beforehand, and she's got the documents to prove that. So, Yeah, there you you go. Yeah, they'll cancel her next, though. Uh, well, they they tried. They actually threw her in jail right before she released one of her documentaries. So that was... No, that's the one that was with uh, Alex Jones, right? Yeah, with InfoWars, and then she lost her job from InfoWars. So. That's pretty bad when, uh, Alex, she, when you got so much truth that Alex Jones fires you. <laughs> well, I I don't know that she was an InfoWars person. She's an investigative journalist, so I, I think you. she was just kind of like Selling hired stuff. by InfoWars. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. so I don't, I don't really know how much in-depth she was with Alex Jones. But anyways, very interesting stuff. Uh, if you get a chance, take a look at that. Uh, good videos. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did have one actual one last thing real quick, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Okay. I want to get the PCGC's take. Uh, so there was an Axios interview where a senior White House advisor, Cedric Richmond, suggests that the White House will move on with slavery reparations without Congress. Okay. And he says, I quote, we don't want to wait on a study. We're going to get we're going to start acting now. He also goes on to say, we have to start breaking down systemic racism and barriers that have held people of color back, especially African-Americans. 
So what do you suppose that entails? I mean, okay, so when I think reparations, I think if you were a slave in this country, you deserve reparations. But the problem with that is that was 160 years ago. Those people are dead. So your great, great, great grandfather or great, you know, however many greats you want to throw in there, if you're alive today, no matter how old you are as a black American, if you're alive today, there's a good chance that you did not suffer from slavery. And if your reparations is based on systemic racism, well then, that is a, an opinion. Systemic racism is an opinion. Now, if you want to deem, I'm going to throw up the air quotes, uh, reparations in a sense of maybe helping with home loans, maybe letting those people uh, qualify for home loans a little bit easier, or uh, business loans, you want to start a business of some sort, you know, whatever. Then, okay, I, I can, I might be able to get behind that. But as far as just throwing money at people and, uh, you know, just because you're black, well, who's to say that your family was even in this country before then? Who's to say that the, uh, that you even, your family, your heritage, whatever, even suffered from this? So... <laughs> Well, it looks like I have lost uh, CK1. I don't know what happened to his uh, his Skype, but he is he is gone. <laughs> so I guess on that note, we'll go ahead and end it. Uh, this is Don't Tread on America. Make sure you can find us on uh, Facebook at www.facebook.com backslash Don't Tread on America. You can find us on Instagram at Instagram.com backslash Don't Tread on America. And we are also on uh, we are also on Twitter at uh, DTOM underscore uh, 1775. So look us up there. Um, sorry, CK1 is, has disappeared from us, but uh, I guess that's the trials and tribulations of doing a Skype podcast. But uh, it is what it is. So... On that note, I'm going to say goodbye, and we're going to say goodbye for him. And we will see you guys again on Sunday. Have a great day. Peace out.